My Mac Podcast 331, Macworld minus one. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. So uh, we're finding we're finding here at MacWorld. We had uh, had quite an adventure getting out here. Tim and I did. Um, I think uh, some people say that the the journey is is half the fun. And obviously, they've never flown from Akron, Ohio, to San Francisco because the journey was not fun. Uh, how, well, your your day was was pretty much like mine too, wasn't it, Tim? Yeah, I flew in from uh, Detroit, Michigan. No, well, from Battle Creek, I drove to. Grand Rapids, and uh, really, yeah, the distance is, uh, I don't know what the distance is. It took about an hour. So an hour driving into Grand Rapids, Michigan, sat there for about an hour, flew into Detroit. The actual flight time is like a half hour from Grand Rapids to Detroit. And uh, it takes it, it does take longer to get on the plane than it does to fly into Detroit. And that's where I met Mr. Guy Searle with the... Uh, now, see, Guy was supposed to arrive hours before me, but his flight was delayed, so he really only, yeah, an hour and a half, he only beat me at the airport by, like, 10 minutes, if that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but I actually made it to the gate before you because you got the gates mixed up. I didn't get the gates mixed up. They got the gates mixed up. On the board, it said it was gate A4 or whatever it was, and so I got all the way down to A4, and as soon as I got there, a big announcement Oh, the flight to San Francisco, gate A4, is now boarding at A27, which is three miles the other way. It's oh, great. So we're finally here in San Francisco. We're sitting in the media room in uh, the Moscone West. Not a lot of people here yet. Um, looking around just this press room, we've got uh, quite a few of uh, my Mac staffers. We've got Owen Rubin. We'll get him on the mic in a minute. We've got Mark Rudd. And from At Minute, we've got Sam Levin. And, of course, me, Tim Robertson, and... The host of the My Mac Show, Guy Searle. And if, if you're the host, why am I talking so much? That's the question. You do, Tim. That, that, that is what you do. Yeah, I, gave, I, I made the mistake of giving you back the microphone. And that's all, you know, with, with Tim, that's always a mistake. Because he'll, he'll, just, he'll just ramble on and on. It's what he does. Um, uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about the, 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 the flight itself from, from Detroit to San Francisco? The, uh, the, the seat I was in, now I'm, I'm kind of a large guy. I'm like six foot six. I had to literally hold on to both seat rests and push down in order to fit myself uh, in the seat. Start calling you Kevin Smith, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except I'm a little taller than Kevin, I think. Yeah. Um, it was, it was. You know, w- once we actually got here, we, we we get into this taxi cab, and oh, the guy the guy had no idea where our hotel was, and we probably drove for about ten fifteen minutes. He actually called the hotel to have them tell him where our hotel was he wanted to give us a break on the price because it took him so long to find our hotel <laughs> <laughs> can you believe that unbelievable so uh then we met up with mark and uh went out and, and got some dinner by this time it was like seven thirty. though for tim and i we're you know we're on east coast time so it was like waiting until ten thirty at night to get something to eat and, and uh it was <laughs> just not a whole lot of fun well and uh yeah here you go <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that our, our drive and our flight and is just super immensely important to everyone listening at home. But <laughs> So, uh, Mark Rod, let's start with you. You're, you've actually got the uh, Macworld Expo page 
up on your laptop right now. Is that your laptop? It's the 13-inch MacBook Pro. Um, some pretty good uh, speakers, I guess you would say. Tomorrow, number one, I want to go to this personally from 2 to 3 p.m., Sinbad. Um, something that you want to do? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Sinbad. He's a, a fan of the Mac uh, world. Saw him, remember the other year, it was last year when we were doing uh, some of the shows out on the floor. He came and was actually listening when we were doing that one where you were doing the, what was the game show that you were doing? Yeah, that was two years was that two ago. years ago? Yeah, ProSoft Engineering. ProSoft Engineering, and he came over and was listening, and uh, so uh, now he's involved. They've got him involved in the program now, officially, so we'll, we'll be looking forward to hearing some of his uh, entertaining comments about the Macworld uh, site. And then there's a few different... Uh, uh, exhibitors that we'll be looking at uh, covering for MyMac.com. And so it's going to be a good show. Uh, we're all in one building this year. We're in the wet, Moscow and West, so we're going to be kind of packed in a little tight. But I don't know. That's the thing. Moscone. So the San Franciscan here tells us uh, uh, that it is Moscone, so we're going to call it Moscone. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. I think uh, we'll we'll have a good time. What do you think, Tim? Oh, I hope we have a good time. You know, it's one of those things that you you just don't know until the show gets going. Um, I'm I'm hoping for a great show. Obviously, last year's Macworld Expo was all about Apple's not here. Screw Apple. We're going to do it on our own. And so there was this little bit of a defiant thing going on. And I think a lot of people came here because of the whole defiant thing. Hey, we could do it without Apple. Well, this is the second year without Apple. And I think this year, much more than last, is really going to define... Does the Macworld Expo have a future? Is it going to continue? Does it have legs? Personally, I hope it does. I love the Macworld Expo. Just like I was telling you just like three minutes ago, standing at the stalls guy. Uh, he's laughing because it's true. I said it, it's more like a high school reunion. It's all these people that we know. We only get to see them once a year. And you're like, hey, there's you know Peter Cohen over there. And actually, he is just right, right over there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, who else is over there? Uh, oh, and Steve Sandy from uh, Tua. So, you know, it's friends of the shows that we do. It's, it's, we do their shows. Bob Levitis was here. So we see a lot of the people that we, we know, and this is really the only time once a year you get to see them. Without the Macworld Expo, will that happen? Will something like that continue? Will something rise up to take its place where all these Mac guys are going to get together? I would say no. That if Macworld doesn't happen, this kind of camaraderie ends. And you only know these people online. But let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk with Sam Levin. He is uh, one of the co-hosts of the At Minute podcast. Of course, Sam, At Minute's expanded. It's not just you anymore. You've, you've got help. I've done uh, at least one show, maybe two. Uh, Elisa Paselli has done a, a couple now. Michael Manna is uh, big time involved in the show. But this week, let's be honest, uh, it's pretty much going to be you. You're covering the Macworld Expo. What are you looking for on the showroom floor this year? You know, I'm looking at anything that's innovative, uh, new, different. Some people are coming up, developers are coming up with revised apps. Um, there's a cool app called Splash Top, which basically is a way to control your PC or Mac uh, from your iPhone or iPad. I think it's Mac only uh, as far as controlling your Mac. I might be wrong, but anyway, uh, I saw this uh, on Tua, actually, Steve Sandy said it was so impressive that he has been using it and so I got an email from these guys said come back come by and check it out these are the kind of things that are interesting we as as 
Tim said, we have a number of new contributors that are uh, on the show. Michael Manna, great. Um, we have someone, Max Swisher. Uh, he's a whole, I won't even say how old he is. Basically, Max is one of the younger contributors. I don't want to say how old because if you read his stuff, you we would think, you would think, you would think, yeah, you would think Max is, he's an attendee of the Teens and Tech Conference, but he does a great job and you would think he's, you know, 30 years old or so, but we'll, uh, we'll keep that. Anyway, um, there's a lot of cool apps and I think apps are changing how people uh, use a lot of their computers. I mean, you're not having to use your computers. You're using your mobile devices. Now, I'm, I'm carrying around my iPhone 4 and an XLR mic and using my iPhone 4 as my mobile studio. And actually, we're recording with the same uh, setup. We're using... We'll we're going to talk about that later. On, on, we're going to do a whole show based on uh, professional audio recording uh, using an iPhone 4. But anyway, I think it's... It's it's going to be cool and exciting on the new all the new stuff and mainly it's very mobile focused. CES was mobile focused as well. And that's it. You know, Sam, um, it's great when new apps come out. But let's be and we've been living with the app store now uh, at least on the iOS devices for what three years. It's at this point where the industry really starts to change rather than all these brand new things coming out week after week after week. Where now we're starting to see some of our favorite apps starting to mature. You're starting to see more stability. You're starting to see, hey, this was a great idea, but if we take it this much farther, it could be much better of an application. Are you seeing that? Someone that covers the app space, the, the maturity of it? It's a great segue, Tim. It's an evolution. What we're seeing is how apps have evolved. Here's a great example. Um, Dropbox, we all know, is a cloud sharing service. All right? It's free uh, up until, I think, after two gigs, you, you spend uh, a certain amount and you get a certain amount of storage. Well, what are companies doing? They're harnessing the cloud service that Dropbox offers. Companies like QuickOffice, what's the other one? Um, Documents to go. Um, ThinkOffice, Cloud. There's a company called Cloud that has a, a desktop and an app-based service. So basically, a lot of these companies are now harnessing other technologies to evolve and create better solutions. Using another, uh, company's API. Right. They're, they're using the Dropbox API, right. which costs them money, but they can offer their own clients then so much more. So those are the things that are evolving and allowing more users to use the product more efficiently, creating business models, revenue that they could not do before. Right now, it's a freemium-based system. A lot of the best apps I find are freemium, meaning it's free to use the app, and then it's a premium to go pro, to upgrade. And I think that's what we're seeing with, you know, Dropbox is, is exactly that. It's a freemium. And any, any ideas on that? I think we're going to see a lot more. Uh, it, it, your first hit is free, like a good, any good crack dealer. And, you know, if you want that second one, it's going to cost you more. And uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Is there any type of apps that you're kind of going to be looking out for this year other than just, hey, this looks like a cool app? Is there any particular, is it like office apps, is it navigation apps? What are you really kind of looking forward to this year? Well, as I said, I look for anything that's cool and different. I, I'm, in, I'm into animation. I'm into AV. I love 
I love kid apps and entertainment apps, stuff for families, stuff that is, you know, kind of game-changing kind of apps, things that are very, very unique and different. Um, here's an example. Um, the Charles Dickens iPad app that came out it came out right before Christmas. It is phenomenal. Michael Manna. Michael Manna did the App Minute uh, review, or not a review, but the episode of that. Yeah, yep. And I've got to tell you, folks, it is, when you read it, I mean, I don't, I don't have children. I read it, and I was blown away how engaging an app is. That's what I look for, how you can engage an audience with the app for many different reasons and factors, one of which is the UI, the user interface. Is it well done? Does it harness the iOS technology, whether it's turning the iPad, whether it's using uh, multiple gestures, uh, finger gestures, those are the kind of things that I look for. I know I think you look for it as well, Tim, not just on the iPad, but the iPhone. Um, so those are some of the things that other companies are not doing that Apple is, has been doing for the last few years. And now you're seeing the app developer app developers use those technologies with their apps to make them compelling. Yeah, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is uh, more Mac coverage, obviously, when it comes to the MyMac podcast. But I'm really looking forward to Macintosh applications. And now that the Mac App Store, and actually the the technical term is just App Store, has launched, um, I'm already seeing, you know, this company or that company has already made a million dollars on the Mac App Store. And uh, I'm looking forward to finding out some of those new apps that we're going to see here at the World at the Mac World Expo and find out what Call they are. Call us on App Minute as well, because App Minute, we're going to be posting many different shows throughout the day about cool new apps. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a second with Owen Rubin, the MyMac guy. Bring your good time. Worthy of space in your iTunes directory. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. We go celebrate and have a good time. No, I don't have It's time to come together. And we're back. We're still sitting here in, um, I guess you call us the media room. Yeah, this is where the press go to write their stories and generally to get away from the crowds and the vendors. And, you know, you can actually get work done, I guess. How's the Wi-Fi here, Mark? You're on the Wi-Fi. It's real good? Good. Well, there's nobody else here yet, so I'm not really surprised. I guess I could take the headphones out of my ears since they're not plugged into anything, right? So, Owen Rubin, um, you are, of course, with Edison Labs, which you're also with MyMac.com. One pays, one doesn't. I'll let the listener decide which is which. (laughs) And so uh, what are you looking forward to at the Macworld Expo this year? Is there like one thing that you're really looking at? Is it cases? Is it Mac stuff? Is it, you know, iOS? What are you looking forward to? Don't we all come here for cases? Aren't there there 6,000 cases on the floor down there? So um, so this year, following on with Sam, I'm looking for what's being done for kids. I think... um, 
these these devices have become the next babysitter. If you if you watch in restaurants and on trains and buses and planes, the parents hand the device to their kids. And so, but a, but a lot of the entertainment isn't aimed at kids. So I'm looking to see what's being done in the young kid range. Um, I'm also in the middle of writing or doing a test on navigators. So I'm curious. There's a there's a three or four new ones I hear today, so um, this week. So I'm trying to see what people are doing for navigation. I use my iPhone now, uh, testing out things like TomTom and Sigic and and Navigon and and even a free one called Waze, which is kind of an interesting. Uh, it's a social media navigator. So I haven't quite figured that out yet that you're driving and you're navigating and then you're sending texts to other drivers haven't quite figured that one out yet oh, I, thought, I thought it was more along the lines that it was, it was basically saying okay you're not going to go where we want you to go you're, you're going to go where the crowd wants you to go it what it really is is that as as you drive there was social navigation software, which I think you were involved with at one point, a company that was doing that, that showed, in fact, I remember a news broadcast that you were on that I actually saw. Um, and I was like, holy shit, there's Owen. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you didn't tell anybody that you were going. In fact, I think I emailed you saying, I saw you on, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was some morning show, and I just happened to see it, and there's Owen Rubin, and, and not even a MyMac plug. But yeah, so social networking type of navigation is nothing new. I think it works real well if done right, though. Owen? So the idea of that one, a company called Dash, was that as you drove, your speed and your traffic information was distributed to everybody else. This, this, uh, this app that I really like for free called Waze is a fairly decent navigator for free. And what they're doing now is as, as you're driving, if you find a new road that's not on the map, you can actually add it. And then it updates it to everybody else. Or if a road is closed, you can say it's closed. But it also seriously allows you to enter text to say, oh, there's a, there's a, you can hit a thing saying report, and you can report a, a, a cop sitting on the side of the road, or you can record an ac- accident. Of course, they don't let you type while you're driving, so I, it's like I guess they think you're going to pull over and type it. But as you're driving, you'll see little messages pop up from other Waze users in your area saying, oh, the traffic's bad here, don't get off this off-ramp. It's actually kind of a cool idea, so I'm trying to see what other people are doing there. And I'm also interested to see if people are showing anything in the Mac app side. I mean, it's brand new, and I'm curious to see where that goes and uh, how well it works. So that's, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, as far as, as social navigation goes, if they could build in some kind of, of voice control into it with some keywords like, you know, police officer uh, yeah. or speed trap and uh, accident. And, you know, basically from the GPS location from where you are in com- combination with that. Yes, thank you. In combination with the uh, uh, with your speed and, and where you are. I know, I know. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. I'm used to my setup at home. Um, yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Uh, I, I am looking forward to seeing what, what not, not so much what Apple's going to do with the Mac App Store, but, but how soon some of the more major developers are going to join in. Now, I, a couple of weeks ago when Gaz, when Gaz and I were talking about this, uh, I wanted to bet him that Adobe would have some apps in the Mac App Store before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking that uh, possibly Photoshop Elements or Premiere Elements would be the... Now, obviously, I don't think they're going to do something like any of the CS applications into the Mac yeah. App Store. So, so one of the things I find... I think someone was laughing the other day that probably Adobe is the most stolen piece of software because it's so expensive. I think it's prime for apps. I think smaller pieces of functionality 
from Adobe products, like and especially Photoshop, uh, a Photoshop light or pieces of Photoshop. What do people mostly use Photoshop for? They they shrink pictures. So how about an app? for a couple of dollars that just lets me resize images. I think they're prime for that. I'm also curious to see if Microsoft can figure out how to do smaller, lighter, but they'd have to break it up. And Office, I mean, I'm just, I'm right now looking at Office right now for, I'm reviewing Office right now. I haven't finished that review. Uh, give, them basically Microsoft, give them basically Microsoft Word 5.1 without all the collaborative stuff, without all that. Just give us that for $5.99 and it would sell like gangbusters. I happen to agree with you. I think, I think the. I mean, if you guys remember, a long time ago, I think when I was still at Apple, there was this thing called Open Doc, oh, yeah. and yeah. the idea of Open Doc was that you you were document specific, and you had small little apps you would use to work on the doc. And I'm kind of hoping the App Store for the Mac becomes that kind of functionality, where I can have a document. I go, oh, I need to put a picture in. I go get an Adobe small app and it helps me do the picture and then I need to do a little editing and I can go get a small Microsoft. Like, like an in-app purchase. Like an, an in-app, in-app purchase. purchase. But, but now I can have all these smaller apps. The cost of software is, I mean, who can afford the, how much, how much does CS5 cost now? A lot. I think the, it, it, without upgrading is like twenty four ninety nine for the premium. Yeah, for and yeah, it, but even if you're just getting Photoshop, it's, it's expensive. One of the things that Guy and I are going to be talking about when we do our main stage presentation podcast that, by the way, will be broadcast live on Saturday at noon Eastern Standard Time. No, I'm sorry, noon Pacific Time. Right, which would be 3 o'clock. Would be 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, and it will be broadcast live at Macworld Live. So you can actually see Guy Searle and me broadcasting live from the Macworld Expo. I know, scary guy. Are they going to do that as well? Is that be yes, video? that's why I said they can see the whole see. But you can blank the video if you want. Yeah. That would be a good idea. Um, one of the things that we actually, one, one of the topics that we're going to talk about, Owen, is maybe it's time to stop buying a thousand different apps that do a thousand different things and upgrading them constantly and maybe concentrating on one or two apps and get really, really proficient with those two apps. Instead of buying all of CS5, for instance, buy just Adobe CS5, or I'm sorry, Adobe Photoshop CS5, and become a master of that program. Buy some books, get some classes, get really good at the one thing, and actually use it productively. It's funny you should mention that. I, the, my business partner is really good at Illustrator, and I'm really good at Photoshop, and I do all the stuff he does in Illustrator in Photoshop. I didn't know you could do it in Illustrator. So I've never tried, I've never used Illustrator. So it's like an application I've never bought. He's the other way around. He hasn't a clue how to use Photoshop, but in Illustrator. So I agree with you. Although I think the App Store is going to be just the opposite. You're going to see on the Mac now, the same thing's happening. I mean, I, I look at my iPhone right now and there's eight pages of, of icons that each have 16 apps in each of them. I mean, or 12 apps in each of them. I, I think it's going to be the other way around. With the proliferation of the Mac store, I think you're going to see hundreds and hundreds of apps now. I think it's going to become just the opposite. You're not going to become an expert at any one. You're going to have thousands of little apps, and each one will do something, and you'll be as confused as ever. But I think that's where uh, someone listening, if they take my advice on this, and I think guys as well, if you become an expert at that, your skills will be in demand because while everyone else has a general knowledge of using a thousand apps to actually create something professional, they need someone who's an expert in that one app or that one suite at, at least. I do agree with you. And that's 
kind of what we're going to want to talk about. Other things as well, Kai. But yeah. um, so we're we're getting. Uh, I don't. I don't even know how long this podcast is so far. Do you want to just hear, or do you want to kind of expand this and save some and talk a little bit later, or what are we going to do here, guy? Uh, why don't we Why don't we uh, kind of wait? We can do a little bit more for this one tonight. So I think for right now, everyone, please stand by to stand by, and uh, we'll be right back somewhat later. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. N is for anywhere and anytime at all. Down here in the deep blue sea. F is for fire that burns down the whole town. Use for uranium bombs. N is for no survivors. When you Langton, those things aren't what fun is all about. Now, do it like this. For queen and country. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And uh, we come to <laughs> take two. Uh, you got, Listen to the end of the show. You'll hear take one of uh, this last segment here. So the end of day zero, the day before the Macworld Expo officially opens, they've had sessions and stuff like that. But really, uh, Guy Searle, the Expo starts tomorrow morning. Yeah, and that that's going to be like the the start. It's the start of everything. Uh, they'll they'll have uh, an opening speech. Uh, we're not even sure who it is that's going to do it, and chances are none of us will go to it. Um, the media room was rather sparse today, but that's going to fill up as well. And I think uh, you know I'm I'm excited about what's going to come tomorrow. You know, I've said, um, and I was actually going to write a post for mymac.com, and I I was about halfway through, it and I just said, ah, I just don't feel like doing this right now. So I'll say here on the podcast, it's almost like a high school reunion. Uh, as an example, today, we see Bill Palmer from Beat Week Magazine. You know, when else do we get to see Bill Palmer live and in person? It's one of the only times of the year that we get to do that. See Peter Cohen from The Loop. We see, uh, who else did we see? Oh, uh, uh, Dave Hamilton yeah, we, from uh, the Mac Geek Gab, Backbeat Media. And putting you on the spot. Okay, where's he from? What do you, we also got uh, Mark Rudd here with us. We're, by the way, we're at our hotel outside in the alley. Um, I, I, it's not really an alley. I mean, this is a street, but it's it's kind of an alley. It's alley. It's alley-ish. Alley-ish. Alley-esque. Alley-esque. So, so uh, who did you see today? Well, I, I saw today the guys that I always come to. This was really our meetup. You know, every year we have our MyMac meetup. This year it was an impromptu one. It was all of us meeting up. So, you know, unannounced. And, uh, you know, I got to see you and Guy, and we got to see Sam, and we got to see who else did we get to see? Uh, obviously, we got to see Owen. So, you know, this was a big deal for me because I get to see you guys once a year. This is important. But I am looking forward to tomorrow, the start of the show. Um, seeing some of the new exhibitors and some of the new products, some of the new apps that are going to be here. So it's exciting. Ambient noise. It was my... I'll say that... it was my idea to come outside and, yes. and, and finish the podcast instead of doing it in the hotel room where it would have been relatively quiet. You are to blame. You are to blame. I, I am. And, uh, you know, and we got a car coming now, so it's going to be even more ambient noise. But that's okay. Now... Unlike any Macworld Expo I've been to here in San Francisco, the entire show is taking place in the West Hall. Now, for those who have been to a Macworld Expo, you're used to it being in either North or South Hall. This year, or both, this year it's only in the North Hall. That's, or I'm sorry, West Hall. Um, it's on the first floor, the actual expo, and then the show 
goes above two and three for you know feature presentations and stuff like that. Yeah, media sessions, room, uh, yeah, sessions, things like that in the media room. So I, I don't know what to expect, guy. This is going to be a different layout for us. A lot less walking. You know, I think it, they they had to do that to save some money and uh, you know to keep the show going. So I, you know, if if it gives me a chance to come back every year and see everybody and network with everybody, it'll be worth it. I don't mind not having to walk between the north or the south and the west, keeping it all together. So it could be a good thing. I, You know, I'll go so far as now, and no guy, you saw that they already have plans for next year. They already have the dates and the hall booked. I would go so far as to say I wouldn't mind if they moved the dates to spring and move it out of San Francisco, maybe to Chicago, maybe to Austin, maybe to Miami, something different. Yeah, but they're not going to. You know, I mean, San Francisco is Macworld at this point. So, yeah, they're not going to do it. Though I did see a sign they're they're having something called the Macworld what mobile Macworld Mobile in Barcelona, Spain, and I didn't catch the date for it though. I'll 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 volunteer to go to that one. <laughs> That'd be a nice one. Sponsors send money in anytime to send us all to Spain for the mobile one. I think we all want to go to that. Not happening. Just not going to happen. Not on the publisher's dime anyways, I can tell you that. So <laughs> So, this is going to be a shorter podcast than you're going to get the rest of the week. Uh, Guy Searle and I are going to work together closely during the entire week to get... We're going to provide some video. We're going to record the video on the iPhone with the audio coming through on a real nice microphone. But most of our stuff, honestly, um, we're going to focus on podcasting. It's, that's our strength. That's what people come to listen to on the MyMac show, on TechFan. We're going to do it a little bit different in that we're going to start each day recording my Mac podcasts. So you guys listen to this right now. We'll get part one of our Macworld coverage. But if you want the entire experience, Guy Searle, they're going to have to listen to TechFan because we're going to start with my Mac. We're going to produce an entire show, but then we're going to produce a second show, which is TechFan, and that's going to be more of us talking, um, probably less of the segments that we record on the showroom floor, but that might change. We may get so much content that we have interviews... Pollination, right? Between the two, you get the first part on one, the second part on the other, so they kind of work together. You got to listen to both. And, and guy, that's what we want to do. We want to cross promote both shows because it's all in the same family, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and not not only not only mymac.com and TechFan, but also the other podcasts from the MyMac family that aren't represented here at, at uh, MacWorld Expo this year. Pocket Size Podcast. Actually, I guess that's the only one that that's not represented here. Because well, I'm not do, I'm not doing a, a geeky show ever. That's the other. Yeah, that that's true. We don't have Chad out here, and uh, I I don't know if we would actually have the energy to do a geeky show ever after a MyMac.com podcast and tech fan. It could almost be considered a geeky show ever, as as much as we're going to geeky out. Um, you weren't on the first geeky show ever, but somebody that was was Mark Rudd. Mark, you were an original Geekia show ever. Absolutely. Yeah, that was fun. We were uh, just kind of taking our time, running through a bunch of different stuff. App Minute, right, we'll be uh, doing some shows here. So Sam Levin is going to be on hand taking some App Minute, um, you know, content creation. So that'll be fun. And, and of course, Matt, uh, App Minute has its own website, but App Minute is, in fact, part of the MyMac.com family of podcasts because uh, I own it. <laughs> Good to be king. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that. You, you, unless you pay the bills, you can't really say that. So we're going to wrap up the show. Um, I'm going to hand the mic to Guy because, you know, he's kind of the host of the MyMac podcast. Here's the thing, though. When Guy and I get together, I just kind of naturally talk a lot because 
Well, that's what you do. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, but, you know, uh, quite honestly, it, it's not you and Gaz doing the MyMac show this week. It's you and I. Yeah. And it's not me and David Cohen doing the tech fan. It's you and I. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it, the, the ambiance the between the MyMac.com podcast and the tech fan podcast, other than that the, the MyMac.com podcast will probably have most of the, the segments that we do with the various people on the expo floor, uh, tech fan hopefully will be less of that and more along the lines of, you know, what was it that we saw at Macworld that was really, really cool. And not only that, but, you know, there's going to be issues that come up that we're going to see. We're going to see, learn about stuff that, you know, maybe we disagree with. Maybe we think this is great technology and this is what we think about it. it it's going to be more. And we just want to produce a lot of good content for the listeners out there. We'd love it if you guys send us some feedback. If you guys see some, I don't know, PR on the unofficial Apple weblog or Macworld.com or um, the Mac Surf, wherever you go to get your Mac news, if you see something that looks pretty cool and you haven't heard an interview with us and that company, if they're at Macworld, obviously, and you guys want to get, hey, you should go interview this company. Their product sounds really great. The, here's the thing, guy. When you're here, boots on the ground, it's actually hard to see what's going on because it's, it's everything all at once. Where when you're at home and you're reading the websites, you can take your time. It's one at a time. You see this. You can explore that. You can go to the website. You don't get to do that on the showroom floor. Yeah, well, not only that, but you, you don't ha- you're not limited to the three days of the expo because there's always coverage that goes beyond the expo from, from all of these various companies. And some of the stuff that they announce here may not even make it to the Mac web until long after the doors of the Moscone West are closed. Well, my point was if they see something on the web that yeah. sounds really cool, let, let us know. Feedback at MyMac.com. Send us an email and say, hey, I just saw this product. I don't know if you guys knew that they were on the showroom floor. You might want to go talk to them, and then we'll do it. Yeah, and I, I promise there will be nothing about sumo wrestling at, at Macworld this week. There, there was one cool program um, that was being released by App Minute. And if you want to get information on this cool program, it's App Minute number 40, uh, what was it, 47 or uh, 57. It's called... Uh, the Naked Leaven. No, no, Nude Leaven. Nude Leaven. So go check out... The Naked Leaven. I kind of like The Naked Leaven. Yeah. So we got synergy with App Minute because we're all on App Minute this week as well. It's, it's literally like a five-minute podcast today. Yeah. So make sure you check it out. Go to appminute.com. Look for pre-MacWorld Expo. That's actually the very first podcast we produced here at the Expo. So go listen to that. Thanks a lot for downloading the uh, MyMac.com podcast, number 331. 331. Don't forget that uh, you can also reach either Gaz or myself at Guy at MyMac.com, Gaz at MyMac.com, and our Skype number, which you can call while we're out out here, which is uh, 703-509-9470. You're going to give a squawk for your Twitter? Yeah, it's uh, MacParrot. I'm sorry. It's twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. Uh, are you happen to be on Twitter there, Mr. Mark Rudd? MyMac08 at Twitter. My Mac, that, that's when you started with MyMac. Yeah. that's when I, Well, I didn't start. I actually began back in 07 when I came to the first MyMac meetup. And yeah, see that we used to have meetups. I yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Gat, well, no, no, no. David, David, David Cohen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had a, a MyMac listener meetup. Not a lot of people showed up because it was the day before the expo yeah, started. I was there. Yeah. I was. It, there. Mark showed up, and uh, and 
BJ was there and somebody else. I forget the other guy's name. But we had a few people there, yeah. and and Mark was unfortunately the only one that we kind of adopted. <laughs> oh, poor me. And so uh, you're on MyMac08 on Twitter, and uh, if you want to reach me on Twitter, it's just MyMac. So that's our show. We'll see you guys tomorrow with uh, a couple. What? 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 I was going to say, also, leave comments in iTunes for the MyMac.com podcast. Yeah. Review the show. Go up to iTunes. Rate it. Review it. Write something nice. Write something nasty. Send some love. Yeah. Send and, some love. And while you're at it, check out TechFan and review that show. I think I've got like one or two reviews tops right now on TechFan. Brand new show. So, so yeah, go up there and uh, do that show too. So we're going to wrap up now. I'm going to give Guy the mic. He's going to throw that cigarette out so he can uh, finish up. I know. I just blew your cover. Big. I know. It, but so, so, Guy, get us out of here. Okay, uh, we are gone for the evening. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight, and, or actually throughout the whole expo, and we'll see you uh, tomorrow. So we come to the, uh, the end of day zero. And I almost dropped the mic, you see that? that. Got too many things in my hands. Uh, yeah, we're still recording, I think. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so this is the end of uh, day zero, the day before. <laughs> really? We're, just we're, we're just right then. Yeah. That's when you, you can't buy a new fan belt, dude. Really? Yeah, drive forward. So, there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe we should stop now and try that again. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703 436 9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson.